The head coach at Stanford, he is David Shaw with us on the Zone Sports Network. Coach, it's great to see you. How are you? I'm great. Good to see you guys. Glad to not be playing your team this year. <laughs> Very excited about yeah, that. Utah's off the schedule. Yes. And, and I see, and we've always talked about this for years, how Stanford and Utah, they're kind of the same program. And you've talked about, we've been doing this now nine years, and you talk about how you go and recruit Utah kids because they fit what you're looking for. And obviously, Whittingham wants Utah kids kids because they fit what he's looking for. And the, the, the thing that I think is interesting this year is for years, Stanford has been on top of the program, uh, the conference, picked many times to finish first. This year is the first time Utah has been picked to finish first. I mean, what would you say to a coach who says, how are you supposed to handle these types of expectations? Because this is old hat for you, but it's a new ball game for the Utes. Well, I know how Coach Whittingham's going to handle it. Uh, he's going to put it in a box and throw it in the ocean. Um, <laughs> it, it is, it's not in his, in his makeup um, to be that front runner. Uh, he's going to be hard on his team. Um, and what you do when you're in that position is you talk about your own expectations, not the expectations outside of the building. And I know he's, he's great at that. He's as good as anybody in America uh, at that, uh, focusing his team on what's important. So um, I think that's a, it's a new, new position for them. Right. But it's also a very, very well-deserved position. Sure. they got a lot of guys coming back, especially on the defensive side. It is a scary defense to try to face. Um, a new offensive coordinator that I think fits um, their personnel very, very well. Um, it's got a chance to be a, an exciting year for the Utes. We're seeing some reform in, in officiating in Pac-12 officials. Coach, I just wanted to get some of your thoughts on the way the the season was officiated, the way the Pac-12 has been officiated, and, and some of the things we're seeing with targeting. Um, do you feel like there's reform, like good change we can make to try to clear up some of the confusion that we had last year? I, I think so. I think we've been on a progression. Uh, hiring David Coleman. Uh, David Coleman's made a lot of changes, I think, for the better uh, since he's been director of our officials. Um, I think the review that we did this past year for a lot of different reasons has really helped focus us on the next step that we need to take um, as far as our consistency and our dependability and the trust that we have to have uh, between us and the officials and between the officials and, and our, our conference community um, that we are getting uh, properly officials, that our officials are being held accountable and held to a high standard. So um, I think this review was, was outstanding, pointing out a lot of areas I think we can improve, but I think it also pointed out some areas that we are doing as well as anybody in America. So um, as far as our stepping up or how we're going to train our officials and, 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 and keep them in the loop and help them work together and um, have our communication between the officials and our coaches um, kind of take a step up, uh, I think it's really going to be a benefit to all of us. Coach, we just had a chance to talk to your quarterback and a really fun conversation with KJ, obviously a, a very neat young man. What does he need to do to take his game to the, to the next level and, and lead you guys where you want to go this year? You know, uh, my dad always talks about, you know, the difference between um, being in college and being in grad school. And that's now where, where KJ is. Where KJ's been a good college quarterback. Now it's time for me a great college quarterback. Um, and it's not, we're not changing the offense. We're not going to do anything uh, completely crazy with him. But now it's on his expertise. Um, he only asked a couple of questions during the course, you know, getting ready for the summer about what I wanted them to work on. And it's not really about what I want them to work on. It's what you want to to work on with your guys and I gave him a very little bit little direction and he's taking it taking the bull by the horns now this is his offense and he knows it inside and out and you know, I've challenged him you know he should be able to drop everything against everything that we run against every single coverage he's going to face and every blitz and know exactly where everybody's going to be and play at that level now to where 
you know, gosh, does he have eyes in the back of his head? Like, no, he just knows exactly where everybody is. Boom, boom, and get the ball out of your hand. So now stepping up, getting the ball out of his hands quicker, being accurate on everything, um, being a single-digit turnover guy, you know, not being close to those 10 interceptions. Hey, get those things down to maybe two or three, um, five at the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now play that game at a high level where now we're throwing for high percentage um, down the field as well as the intermediate um, and being that field general that we need him to be. I think the big thing for you offensively that you need to improve on, correct me if I'm wrong, is last season you seemed like uh, you were a lot of times in third and long. I think that you were like 111th and third down distance. And so how do you go about improving first and second down to give you more manageable third down? The biggest thing with us is the running game. Um, probably our worst year running the ball in close to a decade, probably no about eight years, yeah, yeah. Um, for a lot of reasons, right? You have a top running back in America, and mm-hmm. he's banged up the whole year between an ankle yep. and, and missed, missed a couple games here and there. Didn't play against Utes. Didn't play against Utah. Thought he was going to be able to be back and couldn't make it back. Um, and then our offensive line, we had more injuries on the offensive line than we've had in, in my 14 years uh, at Stanford. So getting the big guys healthy, keeping the big guys on the field, and having some consistency. I mean, I don't think we had the same offensive line lineup for three weeks in a row, mm-hmm. like for maybe one or two weeks in a row, and then somebody got hurt and we had to replace somebody and move somebody from one side to yeah. the other. Mm-hmm. So consistency up front, helping us run the game with more efficiency, getting into those third and mediums, you know, being able to run the ball on first down and being second and four. Like, I missed that. Like, more than, more than you can understand, I missed that second and four after running the ball. Now the whole game's open up to you. Um, we had a tough time running the ball for a lot of different reasons. So that's been a main focus for us, um, to really scale down what we're doing, to be good at what we're doing, to be able to run the ball with more efficiency, now get us into those third manageables with a quarterback and a big-time tight end and a couple of really good receivers uh, and some good backs now. When we're in second medium, you're able to play the game that you want to play. Yeah. Coach, if you're looking at a quarterback, what's more important to you, intelligence or physical attributes? Yes. No, yeah, but if you, if you, had, to, if you I, had to choose one. I, I, told, I tell the coaches all the time, quarterback in particular, I'm greedy. I want it all. Yeah. Um, and there have been a couple of years where we didn't take a quarterback, and a lot of people say take a quarterback every year, and I tell them, if I don't see a guy that I think has it all, I'm not going to take him. I can't take him because uh, I can't handle it. I want a guy who's bright. I want a guy who's competitive. I want a guy who's a leader. I want a guy who's got great feet. I want a guy who throws the ball accurately. If they can't do any of those five, I just don't want them. Will you, uh, when you're out there looking for quarterbacks, will you look at a dual quarterback or are you only looking for a solid pocket individual? So I've kind of gotten pigeonholed with, with that. I having the, the, the six, four, I just haven't seen him. One, one of our offensive linemen last year, we had a freshman come. He's like, all of our quarterbacks look the same. The same guy. <laughs> uh, and I said, well, there's something to that. But uh, the answer, honest answer is yes. I would love to have a dual threat guy. Um, Davis Mills is our backup quarterback. Uh, was a, is an outstanding athlete, can run, can throw, um, can do a lot of different things. Our quarterback who's on a mission right now and coming back um, after this year um, is another guy that's a, more of a dual threat quarterback. McGee. So, yeah, yeah Con- McGee is just, uh, he's got a chance to be special. So we are looking for those guys. I and mean, the mobility of the quarterback is really the difference maker. Can he escape the pocket and make some throws uh, that can, that can or runs that can influence the game? Coach, your non-conference this year, Northwestern at home at UCF and then finishing the year with Notre Dame, I guess, have, have you guys lost your mind? I mean, that's that's brutal. <laughs> yeah, my, my standard answer is uh, UCF was not what they are right now when we scheduled them. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it kind of gets your juices flowing. And when you look at the schedule, and there are no dips in the schedule. There, there's no... There's no cupcakes in the schedule. You were starting the season on a high against uh, the team that was in the Big Ten Championship game 
um, and had a shot, and they played really beat well Utah. against Ohio State. They beat Utah uh, in the bowl game. Yep. Right, it was almost like two different games. First, first half, half yeah. first half was wow, was awesome. In the second half, like oh my gosh, look at these guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so for us, our guys know, like we need to be on every single game this year. I think it's helped our offseason training, our mentality that we we can't have a bad day. That you can't have a bad day on our schedule that we have. I, I think last year and going seven and five, and you won your last four to get there. I think that was the second time since 2009 that you didn't finish the season ranked. And there, there seems to be a perception out there that Stanford is slipping a little bit. Uh, is that something that you uh, take to heart and acknowledge and are trying to make sure that you get back? Or do you just ignore it? I, I don't worry about it. Um, one of our coaches, Dwayne Aquino, who's an outstanding defensive backs coach, uh, came to me after the season and said, you know what, Coach? He's been with me for a while now. He said, Coach, I think that was our best coaching job ever. Um, that we've been, we've been to a couple Rose Bowls, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and his point was, we had so many challenges. You take the best player off of your team, um, most teams fold. Yeah, they, they fold. Yeah, your your running game, which has been a big part of what we do, it's not there. It's a staple for years. It's not there. Um, we had young guys on the defensive front that didn't play at the level that we need them to play, and we had all, a bunch of reasons. We lost for the first time in my in my career. We lost four to five games in the middle of the season. Yeah. yeah. And finish with a four-game win streak. That says a lot about what our coaches do. It says a lot about the guys on the team. Um, and when you get to the bowl game, and we have four or five starters that don't play in the bowl game for varying reasons, and our guys to go out there, and we practice great the whole week. And you play against a really tough physical pit team that, for the most part, for three quarters, kicked our backsides in. Mm-hmm. And then to come back out in the fourth quarter and make some big plays on offense, defense, and special teams. We had a punt. They pinned them back inside the five-yard line. That was the game winner. Um, says a lot about how our guys approach that. So now to keep that same mentality, that fighting, scrapping mentality, and knock on wood, stay healthy, keep our best players healthy, and playing at a high level and teach our young guys, I believe we're going to be back close to the top of the conference. I got to ask you before we let you go about the guys that you've poached from the state of Utah. Uh, Simi Fooko, we were talking to, to KJ Costello about Simi. Uh, I know Reed is back from a mission, correct? Yep, yeah, played a lot last year and is going to have an outstanding year. So, uh, talk to us a little bit about Simi and talk to us about a little bit about Gabe Reed. Yeah, uh, Simi in particular right now came back last year, got his feet wet in a couple games, had an outstanding spring. Um, there's going to be some some people in Utah when they watch our highlights and say, "Oh, I remember that guy." Doesn't he have a bunch about five records? Uh, he does. Utah. Oh, he has school. just about every one of them. He's got yeah. just about every single one of yeah. them. This he, guy he is on playing in high school many this, times. This guy's a freak, um, and and a great kid, and a positive kid, and gives great energy. But he is six four, and he ran a low four four, and he is ready to explode on the scene this year. And I can't wait to see it. You know, I, I, you talk about McGee who's on admission now, and obviously each big-time LDS kid who doesn't go to BYU, even Utah to an extent, but an out-of-state kid if he doesn't go to BYU, if he's LDS, it's news in our community, right? So we followed that kid, and I know BYU maybe put out there a little bit, hey, you know, we'll see you in two years, see what happens. What do you do to keep touch uh, as far as recruiting these kids? I don't know if recruiting is the right word, but maybe keep communication with them while they're out. Well, Tanner's family is awesome. They've been great this entire process. Um, 
We also didn't take a quarterback last year, which I think helped a, helped a bunch. So there's a, a, a gaping Damn. hole, yeah. right, which helps if we don't take a quarterback in the preview. So he can come back and look and say, okay, they didn't take somebody in that class while I was gone. Now I'm coming in the 2020 class. So I've got some leeway. And maybe if I don't play right away, I've got I've got ramp up time. There's nobody breathing down my back. Uh-huh. So I think that's that's a huge thing for him also. But I also think he's such a great fit for us in our in our community. And it, they, we've talked about it. They've seen the progression that our our mission kids have had on our team. Um, they've been influencers. They've been team captains. They've been. And I, I I challenge them when they come back. I say you went on a mission for a reason. I want you to bring that back to our football team. I want you to bring back this real world perspective back to these young guys and be not just another guy, but be a leader on this football team and, and the guys that we've had have truly embraced it. Dallas Lloyd I mean, was oh, one of the best, sure. was just a yeah. phenomenal yeah. human being, and, yeah. and I believe Tanner's going to have that kind of influence on our team as well. Coach, you were absolutely a highlight for us every single time with Pac-12 Media Day. Thank you very much for uh, a few minutes. Good it. luck. And Always i got to give guys. you the yearly just update. Coach. Stay out of Utah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you only t- took one this year. <laughs> every time I land in Salt Lake, I kind of peek off that yeah. plane. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Where's that Olsen dude? <laughs> Where is he? Thank All you right. very much, Coach. Thank you, guys.